have needs and desires and seek to discover our own erotic journey, you've come to the right place. This is Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver, presented by SDC. In the next hour, we're here to answer your burning questions about relationships, sexuality, and health from the leading sex experts and professionals. Now, here is your host, Lexi Silver. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to STC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Alexi Silver. What do you truly fear when it comes to expressing your sexuality? What's stopping you from experiencing the sex life that you want and deserve? What is adult sex education lacking that can be improved to help people live confident, pleasurable lives? Join me today for a double dose of female empowerment with my guest, Veronique Vero, the founder of oh. Miss Baby's Mystery. <laughs> And the innovator of the sex toy and mobile app, Miss On The Go. And Cindy Darnell, internationally renowned sex and relationship therapist, clinical sexologist, adult sex educator, and author. We're going to talk about the importance of confidence in having a healthy self-image, positive sexual identity, and pleasurable sex life in general. We'll be covering the advances that women are making in sex tech and how those can help improve our exploration and understanding of sexuality. And we're going to talk about the ways in which female leaders have risen within the domain of sexuality to help, support, and educate others to live healthier and more sex-positive lives. But before we kick off our discussion today with Véronique Ferro and Sydney Darnell about women and sexuality, I just want to thank our sponsor, SDC.com, your and my expert source of exclusive information about sex, health, and relationships, where you'll get access to a massive international network and dating platform of over 3 million members worldwide. So you have a unique edition of Seek, Discover, Create coming your way with not one, but two special guests. My first guest is Ms. Cindy Darnell. Cindy holds five degrees, and I thought I was an overachiever. That is pretty <laughs> <laughs> And her academic works have been published in numerous international journals and publications like the UK Journal of Sex Education, the Washington Post, Vice, Huffington Post, and New York Magazine, to name a few. In 2015, she pioneered the Atlas of Erotic Anatomy, an educational video series for adults about sex, the body, and pleasure. As a clinician, she works with individuals, couples, and polys, trains professionals, and leads progressive sex and relationship seminars for adults. And she's currently working on her first book about the fusion of the mind, body, and heart in enhancing and exploring libido and desire. Veronique, I, I, I say it in that French way. Hope you guys don't mind so much, but the, is that cool? Are we good with that? <laughs> Veronique, or Vero, all right, is the entrepreneur of Miss Vivi's Mystery, the creator of her own invention, Miss On The Go, a mobile app and sex toy combo of Benoit balls designed to improve vaginal health and increase your confidence. Miss Vivi's foray into sex tech has led her and her invention to be featured in various publications, recently in New York Magazine, Europe's EAN Magazine, XBiz Premier Magazine, The Washington Post, and Forbes. Her uh-huh. toy, Miss On The Go, was nominated for an XBiz Award in 2018. Her slogan is Confidence is Sexy, and that is one of the reasons why Vero has quickly become one of the foremost fierce fans in sex tech to contend with. So, wow, we have quite a show for you today. Welcome, Vero and Cindy. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started, shall we? I want to know a little bit more about both of you. You both come from very different backgrounds in terms of your education, where you're, you know, like location. I mean, mm-hmm. you, could, you couldn't really come further away from each other. And I think it's amazing and it's so fascinating to have you both here because you're going to be offering such different perspectives to this conversation. Cindy, how has working as a sexologist changed for you since you first started? I think it's really become a lot more mainstream, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. When I first got into this, it, people, I would say, you know, that I was a sexologist or a sex therapist. When I first got into this work, uh, people people were sort of shocked, they were surprised. And I think in the beginning, and probably to a large degree, particularly in the United States still, um, the, the field has historically been dominated by uh, doctors and medical professionals and psychologists. Mm-hmm. And we can understand why. I mean, that's sort of where the profession comes from. But when we are looking at sexology through a much broader lens, we recognize that sex is not actually, it's not strictly a medical thing. In fact, 
I would argue that often it is very rarely a medical thing. It's much more of a social thing. So where we look at it through the lens of medicine and psychology and narrow it down just to the problems that an individual is having, which is a thing, sexology will also take a much broader look and understand how sexuality works in a social context, in a relational context, and and in a solo context. So we, we take a much broader view of it and look at it also through the lens of the body and that's why I made the atlas of erotic anatomy and arousal because I found that a lot of the things that people describe as problems that they would go to a doctor for or go to a psychologist for and say oh I have this problem with sex a lot of the time it's simply just the lack of information people just do not know how their bodies work sexually they just don't because they they get either no sex education or very bad sex education and if they do get sex education it's focused on babies and diseases yes that's not why people have sex it's just not and so we don't teach sex from the perspective of why people do it which is pleasure connection fun curiosity all this stuff that is omitted through a medical lens. And so I wanted to teach people that this is what happens when somebody fingers you. This is what happens when someone's giving you a blowjob and your dick's not hard. That's why it's (laughs) happening. And so you need to know this, and then you can fix it by yourself. You know, broadly speaking, obviously there are going to be cases where that's not necessarily true. But the (laughs) Atlas is designed to give people really bold information, the stuff but if you were to ask a biology teacher at high school, they'd be, oh, it's horrible. And, you know, how can you possibly, you know, so come and ask me, I'll tell you, buy the video and you'll get all that information. And then porn all of a sudden makes a whole lot more sense. Or it actually, you notice how ridiculous it is, actually. Um, you understand how arousal works. You understand what a turned on pussy actually looks like. Mm-hmm. If you see a pussy in porn, you can go, huh, check that out. She's not actually fully aroused yet. Amazing. So, and it's not to shame anybody, but just to say, if you don't know what an aroused pussy looks like, maybe, you know, maybe you need some sex education. So it's really about taking putting the fun back into it, putting the education into it, and not shaming or stigmatizing anybody who doesn't know this stuff, because of course you don't know this stuff. Of course you don't. No one's going to teach you this stuff. You're not going to learn it at school. Um, That's true. In that context, you know, sexology, I think, I guess it's also changed because when I first started, there wasn't a lot of information around. So, you know, there's really loads of information around now. So Mm -hmm. the, the other problem, the latest problem I think that folks are having is perhaps having access to so much information that they don't know what to do with it. So a lot of my work now is not just about teaching, you know, how bits go together, um, but also how to integrate that knowledge so they kind of go, okay, well, I know what the pussy does, but now what am I supposed to do next? (laughs) And so I teach them that part too. So (laughs) It's a multi-step process, right? Always, (laughs) always. It's constantly changing. So it's one thing to have the information. It's another thing to integrate the information in a meaningful way, and that's where the individual consultations um, and video consultations that I do come in handy because folks are like, no, you know, I've got this situation going on or, you know, I'm into this thing and my partner's not into it. What do we do about that? So, you know, this, this, what I call this, the integration, the synthesis of knowledge, the synthesis of information is, you know, we can go onto loads of different websites and get information about how to do all kinds of stuff, flogging and fisting and all of those great things. But then it's like, well, how do we talk about it? You know? And that's where folks need a lot of guidance. So... Oh, definitely. And so, Vero, when you were first, you know, getting started with your your initial idea of creating Miss on the Go, and I read your story, so I love it. And I re- really, really love for you to share that with us. I know that pleasure and confidence is something that you're all about. Let's hear your story. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the main reason why I decided to, to start uh, creating Miss on the Go was that I saw a lack uh, in the industry. Uh, well, I had many sex toys before. I have a huge, huge lining case. <laughs> and I saw a lot in the industry um, with, the, with the phone itself, yes, but also with the image, right? Not so many companies were putting a lot of emphasis on this time a few years ago. Um, 
sorry, hold on one second. No, no, I don't even, fine. I don't know why that just happened. That was very odd. Hold mm-hmm. on. But I think you put it on silence before, right? I did. It's like a timer, but I'm on the other timer. I'm on the stopwatch. Sorry about that. Okay. I'm resuming. <laughs> don't worry. Sorry. Let's, let's pick that up where okay, we left perfect. off. All right. So, yeah, so the main reason I have decided to create this on the go was uh, because I saw an opportunity in the market uh, as for the sex toys, right? Because I have a lot of sex toys from different companies uh, since I'm a teenager. I've been knowing myself by using sex toys, knowing my body, what I like, what I don't like. And when doing this on the go, it was just a way of, um, it was yeah, a way of creating something for my personal need as well as many other women's needs. Um, doing your KLs is so much important for all the uh, for all the health aspects related to it. And I saw the opportunity with the cell phone. So to me, using sex toys was helping me, like I said, to know my body, know myself, know what I like. And I remember the first time I had sex when I was a teenager, my boyfriend said, there's no way you were a virgin. Uh-uh, I was. So I knew already a lot about myself. Um, so I think it's just great, and it helped me a lot in terms of my, my, my self-esteem, my self-confidence, because when you feel good with yourself, you're just able to take it from there. You know, it's one way of achieving that beautiful, self-esteem and which is the base also to have your self-confidence and to achieve anything in life so to me um, having a great sexual life is definitely a way of improving your self-esteem and self-confidence which is my guideline um, of what I do with Miss Vivi so it was pretty much yeah a personal need turned into many other women's needs and here we are today that's fantastic. And bo- so both of you are on the same page as far as it goes yeah. with, uh, you know, non-judgmental, shameless sexuality, knowing yourself, more education is uh, the most, more education you can get, the better, because we all need to learn about our bodies, how they work, what we like. And I, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think masturbation is a great way to do that. I, you know, whether you're single or you're with somebody else, you know, want you before you can communicate to someone else what you like, you have yeah. to know what you like. That's it. Very important. Yes. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm getting a little feel of how both of you feel about sexuality in general, but how have your, each of your personal views of sex changed since you first started working within sex? I've been in the um, field for such a long time and it's, you know, so much has shifted in the world since then. So, where, when the sex positive movement sort of started, so in the 90s, really, um, and it was very much about, you know, having more sex, lots of sex. That was sort of the driving message at that time. And since then, the culture and the community has changed to, and it was a very sort of white, very heterosexual field. And now it has morphed into something that includes, you know, concepts around intersectional feminism and race and um, multiple gender identities. So a lot of that stuff has changed even from how things were five years ago. The, the, the representation of different bodies in advertising has completely changed. The way that we interact with each other uh, at, a, at, a, you know, at a marketing level even. And I think also that it's also really changed the scope of the kind of clients certainly that I am seeing that once upon a time, sex therapy and sexology and sex, whatever you want to call it, was very white. And it's becoming less so now. And I think that really is a fantastic thing. And Mm -hmm. as a result of that, different influences are coming in around um, religion, culture, identity, so many things like that. So that's what I guess one of the biggest things that I have seen change and that has also influenced the way I talk about sex. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Mm. Yeah. What about, what about you, Veronique? Uh, you know what? If I can add something, Cindy said it extremely well. And if I can add something also, I've seen a lot of um, LGBT community coming out positively and feeling so good about themselves. And this is also something um, that we can thank Sex Tech for because we are putting so much communication around the fact that 
feel good about whatever your orientation gender is and just you know go go with the flow with that and um you know recently we were at this, uh, at this event with alicia st Clair from b vibe and there was one queen i was so jealous he has sexy legs i was like look at you with his nails and stuff and we're just talking about it and he feels so much more confident and good about himself standing up so it's just great to see that also mm. um, yeah the communication around sex is really changing i think i completely agree and there are so many things that we're we're going to be talking about a little bit later in the show uh, about how people are expressing themselves now sexually in ways that they never had before because of a lot of things that were holding them back. Mm -hmm. And we're going to delve into that in the next segment, actually. I'm just going to take a really quick break. And I'm going to remind everyone listening that if you are enjoying my show, and you should be if you are listening, (laughs) (laughs) and if you want to learn more... And you want to learn more about relationships, sex, and health, and find new ways to spice up your sex life, check out sdc.com. We'll guide you on your erotic journey with unlimited access to videos, podcasts, and articles from experts like Dr. Jess, Sunny Megatron, and Charlie and Ariane Williams. Visit sdc.com to visit and connect with your own erotic tribe and explore more at SDC events, parties, and travel destinations. With hot and fresh content added daily, you'll have tons of resources to start your exploration and continue along your path to erotic self-discovery. Join over 3 million of our SDC members worldwide to seek, discover, and create with us today. Don't forget to use promo code 7070 for two months of free access to SDC.com. That's 7070 to get two months free at SDC. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. You are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to lexi at sdc.com. That's L-E-X-I at sdc.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver, and I'm here with Véronique Véro, the founder of Miss Phoebe's Mystery and the innovator of the sex toy and mobile app, Miss On The Go, and Cindy Darnell, internationally renowned sex and relationship therapist, clinical sexologist, adult sex educator, and author. And right before the break, we were having a great conversation about how sex and sexuality in general has changed over time. And we're going to get into that now, how... People are, you know, have have kind of emerged from being afraid of expressing themselves sexually. And I'm very curious about each of your takes on why you think people fear and what they most fear when it comes to expressing their sexuality. I think people are extremely um, shy about expressing their own needs and talking about real things because of judgments. Oh, yes. In general, you know, and and not only in sexuality, but in general, in life, I think people are extremely, um, are are fear of others' judgment. But again, this has to do with self-confidence. So when you, you know, you know yourself, you know where you're going, and you stand for what you want, you don't care about what other people can say, uh, unless, you know, you're in a relationship and you have a, a nice conversation with somebody, you know, getting involved. But I mean, it, it, other than that, you don't have to care about what other people can say. So if you like doing BDSM and let's say you have this conversation and with your friends saying, oh, no, uh, I don't like BDSM. This is, a, this is for crazy people, blah, blah, blah. You don't care. You'll say, no, I disagree with what you're saying. And I do this for my own pleasure. Merci. Ciao. Bye. You know, so, <laughs> 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 That's my um, so I think it's it really people have to work on 
again, their self-esteem and self-confidence in order to feel good with what they want and from there to be able to just move on in life with whatever you want. So honest conversation and just adapt yourself with the fear, just transform the fear into motivation. That's it. Mm, I like that. You're taking a nice positive spin on something that can be perceived yeah. as very um, debilitating, that fear yeah. of judgment, that, yeah. that fear of, of, of shame, that inability to kind of get away from uh, what, you know, society expects of you. Um, yeah, totally. Yes. It takes years of either therapy, uh, reading books, you know, when I was younger, I was not the same person as I am today, which is fine and which is pretty normal. But you have to work on yourself constantly in order to become the person you want to be. So just mm-hmm. say over there. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. What do you think, Cindy, as far as what people seem to fear when it comes to expressing their sexuality? I think, I mean, I agree with everything that Veronique said. And I guess, you know, it, it just came to my mind as I was listening to you talk then. One of the biggest things, particularly for women, is um, you know this, and this, you know this has been especially highlighted since the Me Too movement, although it existed before this as well. The whole you know just say no, um, learn to say no, learn to you know da da da. And yes, of course, of course, and really, really, it's also about learning to hear no. If someone says no to you, fucking listen and don't push it. Right? Anyway, yeah. so there's that. But we still don't have a whole lot of conversations about how to say yes to things and how to negotiate things, and how to say, you know, well, so if you're negotiating a Tinder date with somebody, for example, and it's a first hookup, you know, and maybe an only hookup, and they're like, you know, are you down to fuck or whatever phrase they use to imply, let's, you know, Netflix and chill. (laughs) But then people are just kind of like, that's it. They just leave it there. And I said, well, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do? And the, the, people, the amount of people, and I have had this experience myself when I've been negotiating sessions on various apps, and I will come right out and say, what, what are you into? Like, what kind of sex are you into? And they'll be like, oh, that's a bit forward. And I'm like, it's not a bit forward if you're going to be inside my body. I want to know what to expect. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's unreasonable. And so the implication is that I'm too much or too pushy or too rude or too whatever, and I'm like, you know what, if you want to stick anything inside me, I'm down for that. But we need to be able to talk about it because if you can't talk about it and you just want to, you know, set something in me and hope for the best, then I don't even want to meet you for a drink. How about that? No, 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 no. That is the thing. (laughs) The thing about I'm totally into saying yes, but for me, yes means I want details. I want to know what's going to happen. And, and then people are like, oh, it's too organized. It's too, uh, you know, um, too, too scheduled, structured. And it's like, well, no, actually it's not. Because within a framework of consent, we can talk about all the kinds of things that we might like to try that we don't necessarily have to do in, in the first meeting um, that I think that would be a bit t- intense, but I find it less intense to be able to talk about yeah. the kinds of things I'm into than to be in the middle of something and then I have to lie there enduring this, oh, God. And I, I, then I've got to be like, you know what? You need to put your pants on and we need to have <laughs> this because this is not working. And I reckon that would be worse. So... <laughs> I'll tell you, I have done that once, and it was just awful. Um, (laughs) You know, and I just, I really wish we could all put our grown-up pants on or take our grown-up pants off Mm -hmm. and be able to say, not just say no, but say yes and say yes like we mean it and and know what we're saying yes to. And so this is something that I really, really, in my professional life and in my personal life, I really encourage folks to destigmatize so much of the shame that we feel about saying, you know, I'm really into oral, I'm really into butt sex, I'm really into kissing, I'm really into not having sex at all, like whatever. Yeah. I really like to have those kinds of conversations because it helps me know what is expected of me and also it helps me be able to work out whether this person is going to be compatible with me. Um, and also it helps me feel safe. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if I don't feel safe, then I can't relax. And if I can't relax, then I can't have an orgasm. And never, 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 never. So, you know. Definitely. And we all know that sex is not just a physical thing. It's a mental thing. I like what you're saying. The power of yes. The power of saying yes. And this whole thing about, you know, just say no, just say no. And it's like, well, no is good when when you can say that. Um, But if you're saying no because you don't know how to say yes or you don't know how to negotiate a yes, then we really haven't got very far yet. Hmm. And a lot of being able to negotiate that yes has to do with knowing yourself and it has a lot to do with what we've kind of been talking about in a roundabout way is self-confidence and you know having that self-confidence is so important in all areas of life Um, but especially in having a healthy sex life how can we go about gaining that positive self-confidence in order to have a positive sex life practice oh that's it there's no other way to do it You have to practice saying stuff out loud. Practice talking to your friends before you start talking to randoms on Tinder. Like that's probably not the best place to start. (laughs) (laughs) Practice talking to your friends about stuff. Practice talking about what you like and what you don't like. Um, And then, of course, the implication is then you have to work out what you like and what you don't like. And the best way to do that is through masturbation. There's no other way. People are like, how can I get more confident without actually doing anything about it? And it's like, eh, well, you can't. You have to do it. But, you know, scale it up in little baby steps. She's right. She's absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it comes with time also, right? You yeah. Expect if you go one day of, oh, I don't really know. And then, yeah, I'm practicing whatever. I'm getting there. You can't expect yourself to... The next day, be, oh, yeah, all oh, in. No, no. Yeah. No. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take your time. Yeah. Take time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Baby for sure. That kind of communication is something that also comes with practice, is being mm-hmm. able to ask those questions to see mm-hmm. what people are going to be comfortable with and to be able to, you know, I, we do put a lot of pressure usually, like you said, usually on men mm-hmm. uh, in order to be able to do that. But we also, as women and as individuals in general, mm-hmm. have to be able to feel comfortable to say, mm-hmm. I want X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so and I, like, again, that all does come back to self-confidence. And, you know, I, I, I did a, a presentation on this at the um, Salon de l'Amour et de la Séduction, the uh, Montreal uh, Taboo Sex Show. Uh, I talked about uh, self-confidence. And I said one of the huge barriers to having positive self-confidence is all of the things that we see in social media yeah. and how we can't filter out what's real from what's fake. <laughs> and I know this is, this is, this one's for you, Veronique. How can individuals as a, in general be able to kind of quiet that noise and find their own self-confidence without comparing themselves to other people? That's an excellent question. Um, you know, if, it might sound redundant at this point, but again, it has to do with your self-confidence because if, when you know yourself, when you know who you are, right, you know your values, you know uh, where your friends, you know what's going on in your life that goes well, you know what goes bad, whatever, you know, life is, is all ups and downs. And, um, you know, when you see you're surrounded about all this how can we call this? This bullshit. This bullshit <laughs> coming out from social media. Uh, eventually, you're gonna know um, what's true and what's not. Uh, even with your close friends, uh, you know that yeah, she she just gave birth. Uh, she just bought a house. Uh, they have a new dog. They have a new car. Okay, they want to post that. Whatever, they're happy. They want to show us they have a good life. Okay, whatever. Um, sometimes you're gonna be seeing people drinking coffee in the car, Mercedes with their watch. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, some people eating, putting pictures with their own money, flashing their money. I don't get it. Honestly, I don't get it. To me, it sounds insane. And we are just in an era right now that narcissistic, are seeing daylight like crazy. We're seeing Donald Trump say we're true because this is what social media has brought on the negative side. So many positive sides in terms of 
getting getting in touch with each other, right? Cindy used to be in Australia. She's in New York now. She's able to have her consultation with her with her customers. I'm able to have a great communication with my customers as well. We're able to record right now. You know, technology in general. I'm talking technology in general has been able to uh, help us. Um, you know, get in touch and stuff. But it also has a very negative side in terms of trying to prove to people that sometimes you don't even know who you are and why are you so happy, right? So I um, I think it's extremely dangerous. I, I, I'm taking this conversation to the next level now. Go for it. Um, but I think it's extremely dangerous for teenagers and tweens um, as to why uh, they are in the era that they want to build their personality, right? They are in search of so, they have so many questions and they are building their personality. And if they see, for example, their idol, let's say Kim Kardashian, for example, oh yeah, okay, so I have to post naked every day like this and stuff. So they're gonna take some fake ass things and put it into action in order to get some likes and approbation from society. To me, this is sad. To me, this is extremely dangerous, and it scares me a lot. I think in the sex tech movement, women of sex tech in general, and the sex ed that Cindy Darnell is doing, what we are spreading the message to be is trust yourself, right? Love yourself for who you are. And it's fun, right? She might post something about her kids. She might post something about her car. We don't care. You have to be happy with yourself first. That's all that matters. We had this conversation of the future of sex at the, at the hackathon in uh, in New York this summer. I had this conversation with Estrella from B1 and Brian Cole, which is the founder. We had this conversation, and it just brought us to um, to the conclusion of uh, where is this going? You know, this is one of the negative sides of social media. Where is this going? So this is why me and Cindy and all the women of sex tech we are pushing our message and our mission ahead of know yourself, love yourself truly, and keep going into the right direction. That's, that's hmm. just that. <laughs> I love it. And that's yeah. exactly what we want. Those are the kinds of positive messages that we want everyone, yes. not just young women, but women in general, people in general, to, uh, to Men, adapt kids. and acknowledge Absolutely, everybody. And I, I want to get into that in a little bit more detail because in the next segment because I want to talk about how um, you know we can revolutionize sexuality with these kinds of ideas. So don't go away, everyone. We're going to be right back. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with lube light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. You are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. 
Hi, everyone. Welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver, and I'm here with Véronique Véro, the founder of Miss Vivi's Mystery and the innovator of the sex toy and mobile app, Miss On The Go. I'm also here with Cindy Darnell, internationally renowned sex and relationship therapist, clinical sexologist, adult sex educator, and author. And right before the break, we were talking about the importance of self-confidence in virtually everything you do, but how that's really the basis for a solid sexual identity talking about social media and mainstream media in general, TV, Netflix, movies, uh, you know, uh, even YouTube. How have these different kinds of media helped bring attention in a positive way to the importance of sexual education? What do you think, Cindy? I, uh, when I was in Australia, I was in a TV show called Lukewarm Sex, uh, which did go to Netflix for a period of time. And it followed uh, the life of a comedian, an Australian comedian called Luke McGregor, who is the sort of typical geeky, dorky, kind of, you know, crooked teeth, red haired, sort of that whole thing. Um, as, and his journey to get better at sex, basically, that was the premise of the whole show. And it was genuine. And so he was my genuine actual client and they would film consultations that I would have with him and then the, the negotiation around the kind of activities, the homework that I would give him. And then the film crew would go out and film him doing all of the things that, you know, we agreed that he would do to learn <laughs> to get better at sex. And... It was so popular in Australia. So many people watched it. And it wasn't because we were, you know, uh, trying to make him feel ashamed or embarrassed. I think so many people related to his situation because he was 33 years old. He had had sex with other people twice in his life at 33. And he wanted for that to be different. And the bravery that he had to be able to go on international television and have a film crew track his life for a period of about six or seven months to watch him go from someone who's terribly uncomfortable with sex to actually not only having sex, but also having a permanent ongoing relationship was a remarkable um, thing for him. And I think, you know, being able to watch shows about sex in that way are really you know, it's really helpful. So, And also to have people who are kind of normal looking, who are not perfect and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So we can really kind of have a, a sense of relating to the struggles of the, that all of us experience around sex, around feeling not confident, around feeling like we don't have the information that we should have. Normalizing sex, that we're not making it just this stigmatized, dirty, pervy, you mm-hmm. know, thing, which... I mean, so, and some people, you know, get into that and that's fine. But um, for folks who are just wanting to see normal people being sexually, you know, normal, and I'm using air quotes because normal is not a word that I yeah. like to use that much. But, you know, normal is as normal does. Normal is anything you want it to be. But being able to have bigger, broader, braver... Huh? According to their needs, according to what yeah, they... Yeah, being, you know, see, the more people talk about sex the more we see other people doing it the more we learn how to do it ourselves and the more good examples we have because there's unfortunately too many bad examples Mm -hmm. so the more positive Mm -hmm. useful helpful examples on scales from everything from you know vulnerability and awkwardness through to extreme confidence because we all exist on those spectrums at different times depending on where we're at what's going on um is part of it and and I think that you know that the changes in in technology and media really really facilitate that oh for sure and I like I know you don't like to say the word normal because then I hear you I get what you mean because Mm. you know what is normal really but when you say normalization that to me is important because we are taking the stigma out of sex and I've even you know I I, again to Netflix wow this is like a Netflix commercial over here Um, (laughs) but you know shows that uh, that have been kind of coming out they're bringing that discussion to the fore so it's really uh, some some kinds of ideas about relationships and sexuality that have been tucked away for a very long time are now being discussed 
and made into series and made into, you know, movies and, and all of that, I think it's very important for us to have a, a, a better idea of the full palette of, uh, you know, possibilities for yeah. sexuality that we never really uh, talked about before. What kind of components do you think we could use more of in terms of adult sex education? What I can say from the, um, from maybe the, the more sex tech aspect is that uh, we're seeing more and more solutions and innovations brought with technology in order to help people because as much as we use technology in our you know everyday uh, everyday life uh, such as emails uh, calls whatever you know we use technology every day and we're trying to build apps and um, solutions and uh, apps that you can use in order to connect either with professionals uh, or to connect with people to have conversations around sex depending on your needs you have all sorts of solutions brought with sex tech that you can use in order to elevate that and bring it to the next level for you to feel better and to just explore some level of your sexuality. That's hmm. what I meant. Hmm. <laughs> I like that. No, that's good. And I, 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 I'm getting what you're saying. It's actually a very profound message because uh, sex tech is, you know, people don't really think about it, you know, as toys being able to help educate uh, as far as sexuality goes. But it does teach you how your body works, what works, what doesn't, where things belong. <laughs> in your body that you know for example it's you're you're capable of um you know sorry let me put it this way i talk to a lot of men who are now discovering that oh wow butt play that's a thing that's something i can do is not it's not gay if i do it i don't know why this whole thing you know it being perceived as gay you know we all have butts like who cares um but you know understanding how it works and that they They never say that blowjobs are gay yeah (laughs) (laughs) that is a great point that's a great (laughs) but yeah i like understand but yeah um, understanding that, you know, toys are helping to bring these kinds of things to the, to the um, you know, bring these kinds of discussions alive. And I think that's really yes. important. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. And the more and more you're going to see people uh, talk about sex, for example, Cindy and non-threatening people. Um, you know, Cindy, she's, she's someone you can just go and you feel good talking with her. Me, same thing. You know, there is no threat. So the more and more we're going to have people, regular people, you know, yeah. we're like just people who are nice and we can talk about it. People feel less shy. So this is something I see in trade shows every time. Every time I do a trade show, I get some confessions. I get yeah. people coming over and want, wanting to tell me, you know what, there's something I've never been telling anyone, but yeah. they feel so much comfortable with me and they just want to say them. Oh, I said, good, good for you. Yeah. So now... But now, what do you want to do with that? Do you want to go into therapy? you want to go consult, whatever? What do you want to do with that now? So, and they feel so much more better. So to me, it's like, yay, check mark. (laughs) (laughs) Cindy, what else do you think is missing from our current discourse about sexual education for adults? I think actually it's sort of in line with what Vera's saying. It's the thing that I think tends to get skipped over is about the practice of slowing conversations down. Mm. Because so much of it is about information, information, information. How do I find out about, you know, butt sex? How do I find out about this? How do I find out about that? And it's all like, you know, acquiring the latest uh, gadget, technique, um, trends, you know, new lube, new whatever. And that's all great. That's all fantastic. But... If you're going to be having sex with, you know, yourself or with another person, one of the things that consistently derails people having a connection, whether it's for one hour or one week or one month or one year or one lifetime, what consistently derails that connection is the inability to slow down long enough to be with Whatever the experience is, whether it's pleasant, unpleasant, awkward, scary, fun, exciting, whatever. We tend to default to wanting to rush through things simply because the thought of slowing down makes most people feel anxious. Mm -hmm. It just does. Having sex with the lights on, having to slow down, 
you're lying there thinking that it shouldn't be taking this long. It shouldn't be, you know, like this. I should be blah, 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 blah. You know, all the junk that we think about. Yep. So what is still missing from adult sex education is the degree that that stuff derails pleasure. Mm-hmm. In I think in 100% of cases that I work with through, you know, clinical um, client work and that sort of stuff, 100% of cases, that is the core of what it is that's um, fucking people up. It's not, <laughs> and this is going back to what I said at the start of the show about it, you know, being that sexology is a profession, profession being kind of commandeered by medicine and psychology as if sex is this disease. Yeah. It's not. Sex is not a disease. Sex is a way of connecting. Sex is a way of living your life. It's not a disease. But if you don't know how to do it, if no one's ever taught you, if you've never learned how to play guitar, you're not going to be very good at it. If you've never learned how to paint a painting, you're not going to be very good at it. You might have a natural kind of inclination, but unless you go out of your way to really learn from someone who's very good at it and to do it step by step, you're always going to be a bit mediocre at it. And we don't look at sex that way. We don't look at sex as something that is a step-by-step skill investment. We look at it as something that is allegedly natural. Absolutely. And it's not natural. You've got to learn how to do it. And, and the biggest thing that's being overlooked, I think, at the moment is the capacity to sit with awkward feelings. Hmm. We, that's really glazed over in most sex workshops. Performance is great into sports. You know, if you have a discipline, you want to go do a marathon and stuff and you have a goal. Um, or if you want to go and have, you want to be, for example, a, a doctor, I don't know, and yeah, you got to go study, you got to go do uh, many stuff uh, around it. But if you, you know, in, in sexuality and in other spheres of your life, you got to let performance out. We are surrounded by the notion of performance. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm, mm, yes. Mm. Sexuality, it's mm. not good. No. no and I think because we're rewarded in our lives, you know, in professional yeah. work circles and, and even, you know, in relationships, we're rewarded for performing well, for being good at this, doing good at that. You know, yes. if you're not good at something, you don't get paid. If you're not good, then you don't yes. have a job. If you're not good, then you don't have a house. Yeah. You know, so, or, so it, it, it is almost the opposite of everything that society tells us. Yeah. Exactly. And so I understand that, which is a spe- specifically why we need to learn it. And we need to learn it in this almost kind of clunky, awkward way. Because <laughs> we're not going to get that knowledge through any other aspect of our life. We are not going to learn it by osmosis because in no other aspect of our lives are we encouraged to slow down. No. But this, this one, everybody benefits from slowing down. <laughs> everyone benefits and practicing yeah. practicing in this case is a lot of fun practicing yeah. to perform yeah. better mm. you know uh-huh. and, and that's uh yeah i can't think of anywhere that it's more fun than with us <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit more in the next segment about things that we would like people to take away from this episode things that um we want to change about what people think about sex So don't go away. We're just going to take a really quick break. And I just invite all of you to join over 300 SDC members for an erotic escapade on the island of Crete this May. Indulge in five nights of passion at this all-inclusive Grecian playground with daily parties that are clothing optional pools, a 24-hour inside and outside playroom, and exclusive SDC theme night parties. As you meet sexy, like-minded people in the lifestyle, you'll get pampered by the hotel's five-star service with world-class spa, multiple bars, rooftop restaurant, and nightclub to satisfy all your desires. Join us from May 8th to the 13th for our divine Greek adventure. Book your rooms now at sdc.com. We'll be right back after this. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles and videos and keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter all on the sexy lifestyle.com the sexy lifestyle talk radio network is where you can build a new vocabulary to talk about sex in a healthy loving and productive way 
Discover more about yourself and your relationships from our amazing sex experts who can't wait to share their information with you. You'll learn everything you ever wanted to know about sex, sexuality, sexual pleasure, and so much more on the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. Listen, learn, and live sexy. are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver, and I'm here with Veronique Verrou and Cindy Darnell. We've been having an amazing conversation about sex, my favorite thing to talk about personally. And we are having a lot of fun talking about the importance of confidence, self-confidence, and uh, all of that as, as being part of a healthy sex life and a healthy identity. And a lot of the things that we've also been covering have to do with sex education and how we want to help educate people in positive ways to look at sex in, uh, you know, I guess to look at sex in positive ways. So as we're wrapping up our amazing show today, I want to ask each of you, if you could change one thing about the way people think about sex, what would it be? You know what? It brings, uh, it brings that pretty much that one subject to me when you ask this question is, um, it has to do with sex toys in general. Because a lot of times, uh, could I be in trade shows or could I just tell people around what I do in life, what I do with living? And people tend to go like this when I answer and, oh, she does sex, so right? They have this, this tendency of, of plugging themselves because they see sex toys as a threat, unfortunately. Mm. And one of my goal, yeah, one of my goal with Ms. Vivi and uh, the main goal for all the women of sex tech, what we do is we want to change that negative uh, opinion about sex toys in order to bring it as a tool, a bonus in your life, such as a partner, right, in order to help you uh, reach any, uh, any goals that you have with your own sexuality. So a sex toy is a bonus, it's a gift, it's something, something extremely positive, and it's not something negative you should be afraid of, and it won't replace your partner's penis or your partner's vagina, it mm. won't, <laughs> it's just a bonus. And also to, um, you know, uh, what we said in this interview is to put away all the judgment from society and just feel good. So if you like food, you have a food food fetish, good for you. You love BDSM, good for you. Uh, You like uh, something with vinyl, I don't know. You love threesomes, good for you. You know, there's nothing about it. You love swinging, it's fine, it's perfect. You just have to feel good with your decisions and from there to take it. So that's that's my... uh, that's my wish for a sex positive view. Yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> I love that. What do you think? What do you think, Cindy? I think the main thing I would like to change is that people stop seeing sex as a disease because mm-hmm. there is a tendency for people to think that you know that, that sex is this thing, this problem that has to be solved. That there is. You know, it's because of, you know, again, historically, it's affiliation with medicine and mental health that only sick people or only crazy people um, have sex problems. And it's just not true. It's having a sex problem means that you're a human being having a human experience. And sometimes, sometimes sex problems happen because especially when you're having sex with other people, because of the stuff I was saying earlier about feelings and communication and, you know, blah, blah, blah stuff gets in the way that's not indicative of a disease or a mental health crisis or any of those things it's about a way of being with other human beings and so once we start destigmatizing being able to to talk about sex and ask for help and share ideas and these kinds of things that we are as, as open as sharing about sex content 
as we are about sharing recipes for, you know, I have the recipe for the best chocolate cake and no one's like, ooh, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You know. (laughs) I look forward to the day that we can can start being as liberal in our discussion of sex um, as we can be about sharing food recipes. Oh, I love that. And I hope that comes soon because we all have so much amazing information about sex. There are so many great things about sexuality in general, any kind of sexuality that we want to impart on people. And we want people to feel good about the way they feel and the things that they're doing and the people they're doing them with. And oh, I love that. Wow. This has been such a great episode for me. I just feel like I've been talking to two girlfriends this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yes, it oh, cool. That was fun. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. So um, other people who are listening right now and who want to get in touch with each of you, how can they reach out to you after this? Cindy? Okay. Uh, so my <laughs> website is probably the best way to get me. It's C-Y-N-D-I-D-A-R-N-E-L-L, CindyDarnell.com. And on Instagram, I'm at Cindy underscore Darnell. Same on Twitter, Cindy underscore Darnell. And Facebook is Cindy Darnell Page. Um, That's probably it. And I think, folks, if they haven't already, um, check out my Atlas of Erotic Anatomy and Arousal video series. It's very reasonably priced and you will, I promise you will learn stuff that you did not know. It's three hours of video covering everything that you wanted to know about sex, including things like uh, labia, the clitoris, how erections happen, what happens when erections don't happen, butt sex, why it hurts some people and not others, uh, how orgasms happen, how squirting happens, um, what goes on in the brain during all of these things. And also the one of the videos is an introduction to erotic massage techniques as well. So it's super comprehensive about how to touch and be touched and all of the reasons why some touch feels good and some doesn't feel good. So it's really pitched at sort of uh, older teens and adults um, in a way that really brings home the information that really most of us need if we don't already have it. And I've also got a bunch of online classes coming out in the next couple of months. I'm not sure when this is going to go to air, but um, what folks should do is subscribe to my newsletter and they'll get all of that information delivered. And I don't bombard people with newsletters. It's not like you're going to hear from me 10 times a week. You can probably hear from me once a month, if that. I'm pretty pretty special with my... Yeah, newsletters. So I don't because I don't like my inbox being full, and I don't, you know, <laughs> all about consent. I don't want to be invading someone's inbox without their consent. So awesome. What about you, Vero? How can people get in touch with you? So same on social media. It's on at Miss Vivi's Mystery, and on my website as well. You can reach out MissVivi'sMystery.com. And you can reach out, you can ask questions. Could it be about uh, my product itself or could it be on um, the radio show that I have with Cindy So uh, or a podcast that we have? So you can ask any questions about sex. So don't be shy and you can reach out there. Yes. Thank you so much. It was great. Uh, thanks for reaching out, Lexi. And I'm, gra- I'm glad we could do the interview with Cindy, with my girl from New York. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm so happy. I, this has been a really, really fun episode for me. And I feel like I learned a lot. And I, I definitely, yeah, I, I, this is I just great energy coming from this. I'm like, yes, I want to like change the world now. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's this is this is what it's about, right? This episode's about female empowerment, and you know, and I I just really well, it's not about female empowerment. This episode to me is about um, making other people feel empowered, and having two very empowered women helping me do that uh, is really powerful for me personally. So, thank you both so much for being here. Thank you to everyone who's listening right now. Don't forget to tune in Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network for my next show. Stay up to date with my podcast. You can also subscribe and download episodes on demand on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. And don't forget, you can learn more about sex, health, and relationships as you seek yourself, discover together, and create moments at sdc.com. Thanks for joining me, Lexi Silver, on SDC Seek, Discover, Create. Until next time, stay lectual, people. Mm -hmm. Bye. 
Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to the sexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. We appreciate you joining us on Seek, Discover, Create, presented by SDC.com. Please join your host, Lexi Silver, on another erotic journey next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Until then, may you enjoy exploring your sexuality.